So we could um, go one of two ways right here. A lot of people are upset at the dog situation. We've taken two <laughs> calls, and they both agree yeah. with me. Yeah, come at, well, come at only, me. <laughs> right now, the only calls that are um, – because you, Emily, and Jorge – all agree we have a little this. little uh, faction filtered <laughs> a lot of the calls have been filtered so we could either go the dog route or we can go lakers which one do you want i'm gonna to let you decide slee i feel like uh this is your decision i just didn't know i work with a show where they hate dogs that's all that's all i want to just get off my chest what i want to get off of my chest is i didn't know i worked not just at an establishment, but a specific show Look, where everyone's anti-dog. I'm not trying to I walk this that. back at all. I don't hate dogs. I, if, I'm sure Rookie's wonderful. Rookie's a nice guy. I'm just saying that man. there are a place for them, and there is a place where they should not be, and I am going down with the ship on that one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I do not – you okay, will so not change my mind on is this. The <laughs> argument, is the argument – Jorge, do you like dogs? Like, just in general, are you a fan of dogs? Or no, I prefer no pets. We've had – a few but it's like we never had it so i i don't i i, I don't want one Let's okay say that. that might be the meanest way of describing i don't want one your relationship with yeah. dogs because uh, i was what i was more getting at is is it the places that you guys see dogs at is what bothers you or is it just having a pet in general is Look, not a lot of my neighbors that... a lot of my neighbors have dogs and then they walk around and then when i'm trying to go out for a you know walk to my car or whatever Get yeah. the trash, get yeah. the mail, whatever. Yeah, dog comes by and says hi. Dude, there's poop. Pick yeah. it oh, up. No, 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 the poop. No. <laughs> this that's woman? what I'm saying. No, this but, but that, that's a different. I think and there's that's bags. A separate, Look, there's, there's bags. There's bags for like these people. But to Jorge, pick up Jorge, stuff. that's Dude. a separate conversation. If you're not picking up after your own dog, that's just not. That's not a good. But that's what. That's part of your responsibility like. if you own a dog. If you want to have a dog, fine. Yeah. Keep it away from me. Yep. And keep it away from the places that I go that are not supposed to have dogs. That's it. You know what's great? That's it. You know what's great? I guess supposedly because Shohei is a dog, right? Sure. They're going to have – it's like I don't know how many. It's like 50 to 60 dog days this year they're going to have at Dodger Stadium. I just made that up. Everybody relax, okay? (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of places now that it's much more accepted. Went to church on uh, Sunday. It's another place they shouldn't be. Start bringing the right. dog. Yeah, who wants a piece of bread? I went on a flight a bread, from uh, Dallas, from Phoenix to Dallas. It was a short flight, but there was probably ten plus dogs yeah. on this flight, and they had to go like over the arc. announcer on the speaker and say, "Hey, your dog, even if it's in the airport terminal, needs to be in the like, cage, in a cage, or yeah. in a cage, how, but like, I yeah. howl with them." <laughs> so my buddy runs a restaurant, and then there was a person that came with a cat, and he goes, "Hey, that's a cute cat. Is it a, a service cat?" And they're like, no. So they go, then I, I can't have you uh, come and eat. Yeah, he set and then, him up. Yeah, and then the guy's like, yeah. Well like, no, no, but, it, but, but it's my, this, no, no, you said it's not a service cat. So technically I can't yeah. let you in. And yeah. I can ask you for paperwork. So yeah. you said it's not a service cat, you got to take it home. I like that back. guy. I don't even know his exactly. name, but I think like we'd, we'd get along just fine. <laughs> we'd get along just fine. Uh, Toronto tonight, Slee. Yep. Not a great team, but playing better since they've made their trade. Um, the Lakers are about slightly under 500. They're not a great team either. At least they're not playing great right now. Darvin Ham said something when after Memphis, right? Or maybe it was before Memphis. You can correct me. I forget if it was before or after. The, after Memphis. That, why is everybody living and dying with every game? Yeah. That was okay. After Memphis when they lost again. And the reason is because the Lakers. That's the job. That when If you win 10 in a row and you lose one, no one's saying what the hell's going on. But if you come out of a goofy midseason tournament – and drop 10 of your first 13 games, 
People are going to have questions about what's going on. They are going to live and die. I don't think anybody has a great feel on what this team is all about, right? Are they good? Uh, no. Are they bad? No. Are they somewhere that they're trying to figure it out? Probably, but what does it do? Of course people are going to live and die with every game. Well, they're living and dying because I think if if the Lakers right out the gate played 500 basketball, then I think it helps create what the expectations are moving forward. The Lakers have been in some wild swings. They went 14-9 and after they won the in-season tournament. They're five games over 500. Them and Denver are fighting for that number three spot. And then they go through a stretch, the 3-10 and 10 like we were talking about before that last game against the Clippers. You're losing against good teams, bad teams, healthy teams, teams that are missing their stars. You're losing against everybody. So it's not a why is everybody hanging on every game. They're hanging on this stretch that your squad has gone through that nobody really expected. I, I think, you know, you're talking about tonight's game against the Raptors. I expect the Lakers to win. I expect them to win. But I don't know if that's – I don't really believe that inside You know of why me. you expect them to win? Because you're a Laker fan. Okay, so – I think you hope that they win. Maybe hope is the right way to put it. But here's the absolute reality about the Lakers – I have no idea tonight. That's what I'm saying. It's a coin flip, right? And when I say no idea, what I mean by that is if they won by five tonight, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, so they did what they were supposed to do. If they lost by five tonight, should I walk in shocked? Of course not. Of course not. Just go look at some of the games that they've played already this year. So to be almost halfway through the season and not know what your team is is a is a weird – it's a weird feeling. It's – well, I, I – yeah, I, I understand what you're getting at, Al, but I don't know if not knowing what this Laker team is weird. They haven't given you any reason to decide what they are, right? Like, for instance, the Rams, through the first two-thirds of their season, you're like, are they the team we looked that looked pretty good? Are they the team that was 3-6? and six? Are they this team that's on this little bit of heater right now? Mm. And I think at now we're kind of like, yeah, they're pretty good. They score a lot of points. They got a lot of offensive weapons, and let's see what happens. But they could lose, and nobody's going to be shocked. They could win, and nobody's going to be shocked. They're, the Rams are kind of one of those. They're slightly better than average, and they got a shot, right? The Lakers have looked really good at times. They've looked really bad at others. They've had a bunch of injuries. They've had a bunch of different starting lineups. They've had a bunch of different ways that they set it up. I don't think that anything is surprising. I don't think that anything is really – I can't believe that that happened. If the Lakers won by 25 tonight, are you blown away? No. Mm -hmm. If they lost by 15, are you blown away? Not. That's a 40-point gap, right? And so this is what I mean, that they've earned the ambiguity, the uncertainty – this deal of I don't know what you are because you haven't shown me the same thing two times in a row other than against two mediocre teams in the tournament. Or they went and beat the Clippers on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, but that was as much of an outlier as anything else. That's my point. My point is that, you know, we're talking about the swings. They beat the Clippers on Sunday, give up 103 points. Clippers played the Suns yesterday and dropped 138. It's like, well, it's, none of this makes sense. Well, I think, you know what's funny? He's, Let's use that as a specific example. The Lakers have to play like they played against the Clippers, where we need to be good defensively. Low scoring. We, let's grind this thing. And you don't want it to be like the Knicks of the 1990s. No, but, but I, I know what you're saying. The, the Suns and the Clippers, they want to go as fast as they can, right? The Suns, basically, first one to 135 wins the game. Yeah. That's kind of how they play. Stylistically. Not, and, and the Clippers, they can kind of go a little bit either way. But the Lakers need to play games like that as opposed to playing games like they're going to play against 
a more offensively oriented team where you get caught up running up and down. That's not where they live and breathe. They need to figure out their identity. Kirk and DeMarco say this all the time when we're talking about the Rams in the NFL. What's your identity? What do you do well? And you better figure that out, and then you better do that when it comes time to do that. They're always, the Lakers keep changing. Their identity is LeBron and AD are awesome, and we'll figure out the rest. Okay, well, you haven't figured out the rest. What is the rest? They were The reason why they took D'Lo out of the starting lineup, part of the reason was we don't really have an identity up to this point, and one of the reasons why we think we don't have an identity, we want our identity to be on the defensive side. Yeah. So they took D'Lo out of the starting lineup. That's when it kind of shifted again. They are still figuring out what that identity is. They are still figuring out what those lineups are. Um, so I, I think today is not going to answer the question. I think the month of January is going to answer the question, which means if you get through the month of January, then you're one week away from the trade deadline once you get there. That's hard to believe. Do you see this quote? That, that, that's hard to believe. Hit me. I'm going to read you this quote from Brian Windhorst, who was just on uh, NBA Today. Never the Lakers – <laughs> He's on ESPN. It's a startup company that (laughs) might take off. The Lakers don't want to have to make a big move. They prefer to retain their depth and the one last first rounder they're allowed to trade. They believe in the formula they have, um, which is long defenders supporting future Hall of Famers. So Windhorse is saying on there that what you see from the Lakers right now, they might try to kind of clean up some stuff around the edges, but – and I don't think it's the most irresponsible thing if the problem is is you're in a window with Braun right now that you're trying to win right now, and what is those you know the value of that first round? I, I want to talk more about this because I think the Lakers, there are 30 teams in the NBA, yeah. right? I think the Lakers can do – they can make decisions one way, and 29 other teams have to make them differently. And, and I think that quote – might have a lot to do with how the Lakers kind of see the NBA landscape. We'll do that. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, we talked about, you know, Riviera and how much I like that. New tradition here in L.A., something that I've been able to do uh, the last couple of years, is going out to the Coliseum and watching some racing, right? NASCAR, the top drivers of the NASCAR Cup Series and Mexico Series, they're going to race at one of America's best venues, surrounded by the best in entertainment. It's going to be, well... It's going to be the best. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. It's coming back to Los Angeles on February 4th. You can get your tickets now at NASCARClash.com. If you haven't done it, you need to do it. It's awesome. It is a great day out at the Coliseum. Even if you're not a race fan, you'll have a great time. I promise. All right, you guys. This is the last one of the season, so take it in. But we are doing the last one. But I'm going to talk about Washington this time, okay? So we talked about Michigan and the other things in the game, but Washington snapped its 21-game win streak, which is the longest active in FBS. Look at that smile on Graham's face behind you. He's just (laughs) thrilled that Washington got taken out. Go Ducks. Uh, But also, uh, not to take away from that, but also (laughs) uh, their coach, uh, since taking the job and his two seasons at Washington, he has 25 wins. That's the most by any coach Yikes. in their first two years in the AP poll era. And it's one above, who else? Lincoln Riley. Oh, okay. So Lincoln Riley had 24 uh, from 2017 to 2018 with Oklahoma. And now Lincoln, uh, then Kalen DeBoer has 25 in his two I'll years. I'll give Kalen DeBoer, a, a, not only does he have more, but I will give him credit for doing something that was more difficult, that when 
Lincoln Riley got the Oklahoma job and Bob Stoops left, that thing was cranked cranking. up yeah. and 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 running along as one of the best programs in America. And and Riley did a good job to keep it going. Don't get me wrong, but when DeBoer got the Washington job, that Washington job has been off and on really since the early 90s hmm. since since then some good seasons some not so good seasons but they have not been a perennial power DeBoer walked in there and bang it happened almost overnight right exactly it's almost like when uh Ryan Day took over after Urban Meyer with the Lincoln Riley you yep. know it's already running and yep. so you know it's it takes something to keep it going it does but, no it, it's uh, not easy but it's easier than building it from, nothing. from scratch right. yeah. and yeah. Michael Penix Jr. having the amazing season that he did being a Heisman finalist he will likely be drafted high in the NFL this season so uh props to him poor guy he, like was he was in oh my gosh pain. He looked every yeah, play, like even when they didn't hit him, even when he just had to throw, I guess he's left-handed, even when he just had to throw the ball, you could see him wince, and it looked like he wasn't really able to step into a bunch of his throws. He's got a weird motion anyway. He yeah. kind of throws the ball three-quarter motion to begin yeah. with, yeah. but he, he did not like look him like himself. Literally the entire game looked like that. But pain. he's also a tough guy for staying out there oh, no for doubt. his team, and yeah. um, it, it, they had a fantastic season come to it, and they probably didn't anticipate. So my college football corner and all the coverage of bowl season on 710 is powered by Val instant oil change home of the 15 minute drive through oil change visit socal oil change for locations and score game winning coupons i want to go to the lakers here in a second but i want one last college football thought and you guys get in on this i i, I want to hedge this and make it clear that i'm not trying to take anything away from either Penix or bo Nix. but how much of their success has to do with the fact that these guys had played as much college. They were in their sixth, and in both of these guys' cases, they played the whole time. It's not like they bounced around and couldn't get on the field. Like, Bo Nix was a starter for six years in a row in college football. If I'm 24 years old and got five-plus years of experience going up against a guy who just cracked the starting lineup at 19 years old, don't, that's a massive don't, advantage. Don't take sports as an example. Just, you know, you're starting at a company at age 18, right? You're right out of high school, and you're whatever company it is, you're 18. You don't think that guy who's 24 years old who's been at that company for six years does not have an incredible advantage, experience? I understand what I'm doing. Of course it does. And I listen, I don't think – I think there are certain schools that the way NIL is today, the way that you're competing against some of these other schools that are getting the five stars right yeah. out of high school, part of the strategy has to also be let me go try to get some – let me go try to get a quarterback that's been here for a couple of years. That maybe this it's is played. a new fresh opportunity who has played. Yeah, it's not that much different than you know. Every time we're watching a March Madness game, and there's a school out there where you're like, these kids have played with each other. It's the smaller schools for three years yeah. in a row because they're not good enough to go to the league. Well. They can beat a, a Kansas or a Kentucky because those kids are so young. And it makes what Caleb Williams, what Trevor Lawrence did so much more impressive. That they are guys. So uh, Caleb Williams was a sophomore when he won his Heisman. And, and Trevor Lawrence, was he a freshman when he won his uh, national championship? I don't remember, but I want to say that yes. Either that or freshman or sophomore. I it was very early yes. on. It's yeah. impressive that you impressive. can be 18, 19, and then do but, it but over those, guys but that But those are, are the guys 25. that will end up being, the you know obviously, the first-rounders. They'll be franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. Some of these other guys that we're talking about, there's no guaranteed or locked. This could be it for them in college. I, I would be, I'm not going to say no chance, but Bo Nix and Michael Penix as pros, we'll see. Maybe. Right. 
Maybe. I, I, I don't know. This could be. I don't know either. And these guys are better quarterbacks than the name I'm about to throw out there, but there's a, some similarity here. There's a little bit of the Stetson Bennett of it all going on, where I'm just that much older than everybody else, that much more mature. Well, maybe not in Stetson Bennett's case, but that much more experienced right. to, to kind of go through it. It's got to make a big difference. But one of the great things about the Rams and other positions is that the guys that they got, the later rounds, they're guys that played multiple years in college, that played three, four years Kobe in college. Turner. And so they're ready to go. Um, and ready. As yeah. opposed to the guys that are kind of just starting for one or two years. One NBA example, and I know we got to, we'll, we'll get in some Jaime Hawkins. We were talking about Yeah, him, right? Great example. We got to see him last week. That dude didn't look like he's a freaking rookie in the NBA. No. Guy looks like he did go to. UCLA for I think he was there three years. No, he was there. Four he was years. there four. Yeah, he was there for for four if years. If not more, had runs, had the ability then to come into the NBA. Like, okay, this isn't. I, I'm being 22 is a lot different than being 18. Is Jaime Jaquez the what's the word I want? The, the phenomena he is if he's on the Charlotte Hornets, no chance, right? Um, if you're on a bad team, no, you're not. The, the the good thing with him is first he went to a, a Heat team that is pretty consistently good, mm-hmm. and he's contributing right away. And he's got a the, he's got one of the best coaches in the league, and they're winning, and that knows how to use him. That's not like okay, it, where you land is nearly as important as how good you are, especially if you're in those those middle guys like Hawkins. Not that he's not a very good player, he is, but. If you're Wembenyama, you can go anywhere. Sure, sure. But if sure. but if you're one of these other guys, where you land is everything. It's yeah, it's, it's everything. They win tonight, right? Lakers. Yeah, I think they win tonight. <laughs> I think I think so too. Well, um, it, it, it goes back to this. So, the Raptors. It's not like this is the NBA, but it's not like they don't have talent. No. Pascal Siakam, R.J. Barrett just dropped 36, 37 on the Golden State Warriors. They got players. So the question is, do the Lakers approach a game, which we know they're not they, – they should not be able to approach any game without thinking they could lose that game, but that's one example. So this is why I think what's coming next is so interesting for the Lakers. Brian Windhorst, as you read a minute ago, Slee, said this on the NBA Today a, a little while ago. The Lakers don't want to have to make a big move. They prefer to retain their depth, and the one last first-rounder they're allowed to trade, they believe in the formula they have, which is a cadre of long defenders supporting future Hall of Famers. The Lakers have always been, what can we do now? Right. What can we do now? How do we get Kobe what he needs after Shaq? How do we get LeBron what he needs when he first got here? Like you're constantly trying to do. We'll figure out the future in the future. If you're everybody else in the NBA, I got to think about what's good for me now. But I also can't, you know, cut my own legs off in the future. The Lakers can always attract free agents. The Lakers are always going to be a marquee team. The Lakers always have this cachet that comes along with their organizational history that they can kind of say, we'll get to the later, later. What's good for us right now? And then turn that up times 100 because of the LeBron James of it all. Sometimes I think that's what's hurt the franchise, right? I'll throw an example because I think it's the right example. I I mess around with you with the Dodgers. And I'm like, how can you have the most money? have the most resources, but you're still shopping at Nordstrom Rack, and you're like, yeah, but I'm looking for a deal. It's like you don't have to look for a deal. But that just shows how Dodgers, from top to bottom, 
it is a responsible organization that they understand hey if we have guys under control in the farm system and they're contributing for four years and we don't have to pay them then we go spend money on mvps and mvps we can shop at tiffany when we need to or we can shop at costco what what, what's the better choice and they'll do both (laughs) right right? and they'll do both and i think for the lakers i think the scenario that you just laid out you're right that they don't necessarily have to worry about five years from now. However, you know, they, they got rid of so many resources to go get Anthony Davis. Nobody's questioning whether that was the right move or not. But they're in an interesting spot. At one point, I know we keep saying it, and it still hasn't happened, but Bron's 39. At one point, and, and by the way, he has slowed down. It's not like he's the same player he was four years ago, just not a lot. He hasn't slowed down a lot. So, no, he hasn't. But he's slowed down a lot on the defensive end of the yeah, court. He's, yeah, he, he, he picks, picks his and spots. chooses yeah. and everything else. But he's I, still I, LeBron James. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Okay, so you got a month before the trade deadline. Are you, are you still going all in the way that you have in the past? Do you like the roster as much as you do today, thinking that, listen, we're going to figure this stuff out. We could still clean up around the edges. The Lakers don't look like a team. That's obviously clearly going to compete for a Western Conference championship. This team's not. Okay. With that being said, you got four weeks then to figure out what it is that you need to compete. You have four weeks to figure out it's worth getting rid of one of the the few first-round picks that we have. Decisions are going to be made here in a very short amount of time, and that's the one problem, I think, with the Lakers so far there aren't clear-cut decisions to be made. There, There's not an easy fix. Easy is the wrong word. Obvious fix. Obvious, yeah. Right? That last year, Russell Westbrook, we, we got to move on from this. It doesn't work. It's affecting the culture. It's affecting the the mood, however you want to, the, the vibe, however you want to characterize that. That The move was move on from Russell Westbrook. Now, Rob Polinka did a great job of being patient and letting that thing play out because there were a hundred different times where it was like, you got to do it today, and he didn't. And they waited, and I think they made arguably the best deal that they probably yep. could have made, and it worked. What There, there isn't that this year. What, what is the obvious thing that you need to address? Could they shoot better threes? Yeah, probably. Could they get a little bit more athletic? Yeah, maybe. Like There, there are some things that you think about. A backup big man. A backup big, mm-hmm. but it isn't one of these, hey, you got to address that. this problem. And if you just address that, then they're good. It's not, yeah. but that doesn't mean they won't do it. We were talking about it last week. It felt like the, you know... Something was in the air with Darvin, yeah. and it's not gone. They, they may have hit the room with Lysol with that win against the Clippers the other night, so we're good for a day or two. Have another one tonight. It's like, yeah, you, that that task, that still doesn't look good. We've you know we we've all been there. The solution is change coaches, which I don't think is likely think to happen either. anytime yep. soon, or make a trade, and it still feels like that is inevitable. Whether it fixes or not, I mean, time will tell, but – it's going to happen whether they nibble around the edge or go get a Levine or a Deontay Murray or any of these names that you hear kind of out there. They're going to do something. They're not going to roll this team as currently constructed past the deadline. Real quick, even if they make a trade with Darvin Ham as a head coach, he's still going to be mixing it up. Nothing's going to change from the head coach point. He's still going to be mixing it up, he trying to find yeah. that rotation that's going to work I, I, and take them deeper point. into the playoffs. I, I, think there's a, the playoffs. I think there's a misconception that – Darvin Ham, it's almost like he wants to mix things up. 
I don't think he wants to. I don't think he's finding consistent lineups that are working. And I think there have been some injuries here and there where it's like, well, I tried this and now I got to go here. But you got to come to a point where the players know who the hell's starting, who's coming off the bench, who's getting the 25 minutes, who's getting the eight minutes, the 10 minutes. Are there some, does it vary every once in a while? It does, but I think they're blind in a lot of these games. Two, two things can be true at the same time. He can change it too often, and he needs to change it, right? That Both of those things can be true, that maybe you let it go a little longer. Injuries have had part to that. But clearly the players, through intermediaries, agents, you know, anonymous sources, oh, yeah. they clearly were frustrated by the way that it was going. And they should win tonight because then everybody's like, I can't really say much if you're winning games, mm -hmm. but you lose again tonight, and especially if it looks a certain way, <laughs> we're right back to where we were a week ago. That, that that will not go away until, A, you make a trade, or, B, you just start winning a lot more than you're losing. Yeah. Those are the only two ways to do that. Jared Goff versus everybody. That's basically what we're talking about, right? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I could become a train. Look, now that I know that there's business class on the train and you yeah. get a box with snacks, and they offer you a beer. We're breaking it down. I had no idea what was going on. I ate everything so quick. <laughs> that next to me wanted to move. How come you decided to take the train, San Diego to Fullerton? Um, let's see how I did this. I think it was Michelle had come. Oh, Michelle and I drove down the day after Christmas. To San Diego. To San Diego. Okay. I stayed for a couple of days. She only stayed for one day. Oh, she drove back? She drove back. Fullerton is closer to where her parents are. Okay. So she booked me up from Fullerton, and we went out to dinner. Did you sleep, or did you just eat and drink? Did you stare at a book? you stare at your phone? What would you do? Ate, drank, and stared at my phone. <laughs> it's a pretty good day. That's all I did. That's a pretty good it's day. Not, it's not the, the from Solana Beach to Fullerton, buck and a half, maybe two hours. Okay. So it's not like it's a... 245 if you go from Old Town all the way up to Union Station. This was skipping that's a, long a lot of haul. stops. Yeah, yeah. That, that's twice as long I as it used to be. I used to all the time. Really? Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, a lot of times I used to um, – I just didn't want to drive on a Friday, so I'd finish all the sales stuff on a Friday. I don't want to drive down to San Diego on a Friday afternoon, so I would just take the train. I, I am of where I was born and raised, and I was I was born in Good Samaritan Hospital, which is about ten minutes from where we're standing right now, and have been almost all of my life in L.A. and virtually all of my life as an adult in in L.A. Other than about a year and a half, I can't not have my car. I like I the the idea of taking public transit. I know I should for the environment, for cost, for all of these other things. But I'm like, yeah, yeah but then I wouldn't but, have my car. But, but now that's what? Not, but that's not that's not just you. I think this is what we're accustomed to. I'm listen. I'm I, I took the train. I'm taking the train in a while. Yeah. And taking it, there are times where it's super convenient and everything else. Maybe you're, you know, it, it could be a day trip, whatever it is. I'm in my car all the time. I like being in my car. Yeah. I, I like playing whatever I'm playing. I like being in my own environment. Yeah. I like making phone calls. I like having the AC where I want. Em, have you become an L.A. person where you need your car at all times? Um, I prefer public transit almost every time. If it doesn't make me, if it doesn't take three times as long. Yeah. That's kind of where What I if go. it's twice as long? If it's twice as long, I take the public transit, especially if I'm going out. So like on the weekend when I went to the karaoke party with the dogs, <laughs> I uh, took the bus there and i took an uber back because one i didn't want to pay for two ubers because it was yeah. gonna be expensive and 
uh, I had time. And so I was like, I'm going to sit on the bus. And the bus took an hour and 50 minutes to get to Venice. And I was like, whatever. I'm going to get on this bus for this amount of time. And I watched the game on my phone. And I had my headphones on. And I kind of went into my own world. I bad. like public transit because it makes me walk. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets me outside See, as opposed to my car. See, sometimes when we go to like a Dodger game, like I'm here, I'll leave my car here, Uber to the Guisados there, yeah, and just walk uphill. The Guisados is walking yeah, no, distance uh, from Dodger Stadium. No, but that's a that's a good idea right. doing it that way. Because you spent thirty five bucks there or thirty five bucks trying to get there, depending and it's on, the also Uber, the depending on the time. It's also yeah. the headache of trying to get in and out and everything yep. else. That's a good idea. With the Dodgers Express, uh, I always take that. So another thing too, Trav, for maybe this is a good thing for or for you for why you might want to do public transit. I find myself not stopping at places to eat if I take public transit, and that is that a big cuts plus. both ways, yeah. right? That's both good news and bad news because when you said Guisados, Jorge, I'm like, well, and you get to go spend money exactly. and get a couple beers at Guisados. You get that roped in, getting food just on your drive. I never get that doesn't attract me at oh, all. Okay, I, I'm, I'm hungry. The ride home, I and I see a place I like, I'm gonna stop. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't. Fast food, I'm assuming. I, I, just I have to food? actively talk myself out of stopping. Really? Yes. Not, yeah. And not once in a while, virtually every day. I don't give in every day, but I'd say once this a week I would stop. drive is Every so single long. day. Every single day I'm like, don't stop there, don't stop there, keep going. And I almost have to, okay, I'm past that exit. Every day and I'm is on a road the next trip spot. for you, that's why. You know what's yeah. the toughest with this traffic? Oh my god! And you're like bumper to bumper. <laughs> then you see that in and out for 15 minutes. You're like, damn. And, or or I'm, you I'm see, like, right th- there. You know, there's a Jersey Mike's off yep. that. I could be off and on. I could have an Italian and a Coke the size of a paint bucket right. in 10 minutes, and I'm back on the road. And now I'm full you of sandwich. What? No, I, I think <laughs> let's go. I think for you, if I had you have, what's your typical commute? How hour and 15 minutes. If I'm driving for an hour and 15 minutes and it's a lot different for me because pasadena really i mean you're close you you hit some you hit some traffic but for the most part if it's 10 minutes of traffic after that it's just a clear shot i'm fine i'm home in 20 25 minutes oh my god right but again after 110 there's hardly any restaurants so you can't get off anywhere there's nothing around you they're they're like a park okay we'll move (laughs) off of this really quick I know where every bathroom between this place and my home is ah. off of every exit, yeah. and I know where I can get some. I know that this has a Subway, this has a Jersey Mike's, this has a McDonald's, this has an In-N-Out, this has a Jack in the Box. Almost every single... I don't know how many exits there are between here and there. There's probably 50 or 60. Sure, sure. 40 of those, I say, that's got a. That's an easy on and off. There's an Albertsons that's got a clean bathroom. I, I know exactly where it is. That's awesome. I should I should have an app. It's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I should have an app. There's a ho- there's a there's a residence in that I stop at occasionally that has lobby bathrooms that are perfectly clean. And sometimes I uh oh tell you how I the person working there is Bob. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, never eye contact. Yeah, no, no, never just wanna, walk right in like you're going to your room. I'll they just, they don't know. They have I'll, people checking in and out all day. I'm just gonna say that is. I have not got the opportunity to stop at a local <laughs> residence in, but that's a great place to go. I've listen. I've don't get me wrong. I stopped at a hotel lobby, no question about it. I even I think I fall. I think I fall with Emily on this one. I'm probably like waving at me. I'd say, "Hey, that breakfast. That breakfast was amazing." I just cross the street. Time. Come on, not even cross the street. J Dub. Well, the J Dub. J Dub is different. That's like a. 
It's like a resident. It's like going on vacation. Yeah, that's ours. It's, <laughs> I feel like we own that. When there's somebody else in the bathroom, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, here? because yeah, I'm going to treat a, myself ooh. today. I'm going to walk over and use the restroom at the JW. How do you know my spot, right? Like, how do you know my, right? you know my spot? Oh, you, you, how many times you walked in there, you see somebody else from here, like, oh, you know about this spot oh, too, yeah. huh? Yeah, okay. Anybody cool. works for AEG and Herbalife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, you know, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Jared Goff tomorrow. Yeah, uh, save it. So I think we actually have really good conversations on, on that game, obviously. <laughs> Matthew Stafford is going to, there's going to be a ton on his plate. It's Detroit. It's all, it's him, you know, the conquering hero returned. They were having Detroit Rams shirts there's in no LA pressure. last year. What, what's there's the pressure for Stafford? Nothing. Just, he, he wants to win because he wants to go back to the well, Super Bowl. Of course Bowl. he does. That's but, it. But if Stafford. If he decides he's done with his career today, there's nothing left to prove. The reason, you know, for him leaving the the Detroit Lions again an opportunity in Los Angeles, it was mission accomplished. I think a lot of the question was in that first year with Stafford, leading up to that Super Bowl, is hey, did you make the right move? Hey, is this guy going to get you over the top? Hey, was this dude just putting up numbers in Detroit? Hey, how many playoff games has this guy won? That's the one. That was the one. Did, even all though that done? I'd have to go back. The, that first year, the Rams, I think they went 12-5. and five. Maybe it was 11-6. and six. I don't remember. But they were a really good team. But they, right up to it, you know Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. Yeah. yeah it's fair. It's it fair. fair. Yeah, it is fair. And then he won. It's like, yeah, but Arizona sucks. Okay. Never won a road playoff game. Okay. They went in and they beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. You know why? Because he was awesome. And then they beat the 49ers. Oh, you never beat the 49ers. Yeah, well, I just did. Yeah, but the Super Bowl is different. Yeah, okay, won that one too. All of them because he was really good. Jared Goff needs Don't to punch Goff. his ticket with oh, a, yeah. hey, I know you dumped me. I know you didn't think I was good enough, but hey, guess what? I got better and I beat you. And then he can have that that circle for him comes closed if he wins the game. If he loses that game, and especially if he plays bad, it's, oh, man, everything that McVay was right about you. Yeah, but he had home field advantage. Right, <laughs> exactly, you exactly. I, I got to be honest. I, I actually, for me, he's an easy, really easy guy to root for. I, I, I If he weren't playing the Ramsley, I'd be rooting for him too. I, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is he has kind of been thrown so much at him. And I'm yeah. not saying it's not his fault, but you like that redemption story. And the fact that this is why everyone was so excited to see this matchup specifically – but if you think the storyline is Dan Campbell, you're wrong. If you think the storyline is Sean McVay, Aaron you're Doth. wrong. Yeah. If you think the storyline is Matt Stafford, you're wrong. The storyline is Jared Goff. If he wins, he can. I, I did. We got to win the Super Bowl, but he's like, I no, look, I, I, I got, I'm done. I, I got I, the Lions to the playoffs. We have and a beat you home game, and I beat the Los and Angeles you. Rams. If he were playing anybody against the Ram, other than the Rams, I'd be rooting for him, but they're not, so I'm not. The Dump, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You like a good streak in sports, Slee? Not like run, take off your clothes and run across the outfield at Dodger Stadium streak, yeah. but a win or lose or get a bunch of hits in a row, one of those kinds of streaks? Bigger fan of the first streak. Those <laughs> come out of nowhere, and it takes a lot you of ever? Uh, courage. Assume you did it in a place where nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Like, no, you're not going to go to jail or okay, anything let, like let that. Me, I, I think if you asked me when I was probably between the age of 16 and 21, it's a much more like, you know, hey, what the hell do you got to What a great story this would be. Now, 
Like, I feel so stupid. Like, I wouldn't even get past the first security guard. <laughs> they wouldn't even know somebody was trying. They didn't even know that I was trying to get on the field because they're like, he didn't even get that far. <laughs> and then what am I going to do? Then I'm just going to run around, even if I get past one or two security guards, waiting for somebody to blindside lay me out. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's the story I'm looking for. So UVA has a tradition um, of streaking the lawn. So the lawn is... UCLA has a similar tradition. And the thing with the lawn at UVA is that it's tiered. So it's a, one, it's a very long... You run it up or down? Uh, down and okay. then back up, and okay. it's almost like a half a mile. Oh wow! That you're running, and, and it's and it's tiered, and you can't really see the tiers, so people wipe out all the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's traditions to do it once in your time that you go to school there. Uh, there there are probably 50 people a night that are doing it, so it's oh it's all gosh. the time happening, and people have to like watch your clothes. Oh, so everybody doesn't do it all at once. Nope, nope. It's it's. Every so often, you just want to do it in your time at UVA. Oh, oh, oh uh, okay. Before you're done. Yeah. And so, people like watch your full, clothes. the full deal yep, or full like deer. underwear? Full deal. <laughs> okay. And you have like, you say a good night to Mr. Jefferson, who's inside the rotunda, like Thomas yeah. Jefferson. You, you right. know, there's a Homer statue at the end. So it's essentially, you're running Simpson? from. No. <laughs> you're running from Thomas Jefferson to Homer and back. And uh, yeah, it is, people wipe out, people break their ankles, oh, people geez. like oh, break their legs on it. It's, Did it's you do crazy. it? I did not okay. because I I, either. I would watch my friends' stuff, uh, and honestly, it was like most good nights out ended with my everyone streaking. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. There's a time to do it. That's the time to do it. Do it uh, when you liquored up. Absolutely. I'm keeping one sock on. I I would not have the uh, courage yeah. for a variety of reasons. I would that would not be my go-to like move. Like the Bass Pro Shop guy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just it's not for me. We'll leave it at that. There uh, was a reason why you mentioned There was a reason I brought up streaks. It was today it. in 1972 that the Lakers' 33-game winning streak came to an end at the hands of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was a member of the Milwaukee Bucks ah. at the time. Uh, Kareem brought the 33-game winning streak to an end. And Cal Ripken's streak, I think, is safe. 56 games in a row, Joe DiMaggio, I think, is safe. Uh, this one, I think, is just as safe. To win 33, especially now with load management and everything else, I don't think anybody's been on the right side 33 times in a row in an NBA game. Okay. To kind of go with, if I told you in the last 10 years, it was sort of in jeopardy. How close? 28 was the Golden State Warriors in 2015-2016. Okay. Okay. 27 was the Miami Heat 2012-2013. It's almost like I think of... But and that's listen, still six games. That's two more away. weeks without having to lose a game. Safe, yes. I, let's put it... I'm surprised that there were teams within five, six games within the last 10 years. Here's why I think it's so hard. like Because especially when you get to the pro level, like somebody in college may be able to put together something where you win a million games in a row or whatever. But all it takes is you run into one night where you play the Bucks and Giannis goes crazy and there's no answer That's for it. it. It's done. That's it. It's over. That You play the Memphis Grizzlies and John Moran has 60. Okay, now you, you lose. That's it. You in baseball, you've got to hit, you know, Joe DiMaggio, 56 games. You get to 40, which is more. Oh, who's pitching tonight? Oh, it's Shohei. You're not getting a hit that night, right? And, and they bring in the, from Shohei to the, the closer. You're not getting a hit that night. It's too hard. 
they're, 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 the opposition is too good. Well, and it stood since 1972, so clearly. You know it's what's going to happen? You're going to get very sick of me. All of my examples of the going to be Shohei. Yes, yeah, I, I could already tell <laughs> everything. That anytime I'm referencing the guy yeah. that's the best at the thing yeah. that they do in baseball, I'm going to use we Shohei. Could be Maybe about Yamamoto. A dog at a restaurant. <laughs> be like, listen, Shohei, when he was with the Angels. Today is National Bubble Bath Day. When yep. was the last time you indulged in a bubble bath, Slee? I cannot tell you. Yeah, I'm not a bath guy. Baths when you kind of think not a bath like guy. if you want to. Take a bath to relax, I think, is probably something that people... Whoa. But a bath to get clean sounds really gross. I thought it was only to relax. No, like when you're a little kid, your mom tosses yeah, you in the tub and she scrubs you. and that's she. different. <laughs> I don't know. Do people like not have the little bathtub with the feet? You go in there with the long brush? <laughs> Wait, do you remember those old commercials for a certain, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drug okay. where they would have tubs outside yeah side by side Hold, holding hands over the tub like who who would enjoy that what would that not, be fun not me okay so <laughs> I, you go to a nice year in a nice hotel or a resort and they provide you everything that you need it's the yeah whatever the soaps that they're gonna have the salt and all that whatever the it is the, exactly that you're putting in there does would susan do it no, I'm putting okay, so we've been married twenty six or seven years, I yeah. forget which. Yep. Um I think she's taken a bath in that twenty six year window maybe three or four times. It's not something that she yeah. uses to relax very often. No. Yeah, I'm I'm out too. Yeah. No. I want one of those long time with a little leather strap that you put around your wrist so you don't, you know, lose it in the in the bubbles. Ireland, are you a bubble bath guy? I have not taken a bath in thirty years. Yeah. That's the right same thing again? No way. No. Not working? Oh. Let's see. <laughs> I'll tell you. Is that, that one? Eng- engineering is that not a priority. Better. That one, that's you sound good there, John. 30 right. years? In, how old are you? 60. So you took a bath when you were 30? Well, probably 40 years. <laughs> yeah, 40 I can't years. remember the last time I took a bath. Yeah. Maybe? Lisa, my wife takes my wife takes like three a week. Does she oh, to, yeah. to relax though? Yeah. Right, just kind of uh, Epsom salt. She's on the tennis court all day. Okay, so a glass of wine the, uh, while you're doing now. It. I've got an outdoor jacuzzi, so I never go in a bathtub. But uh, in the day, I had one of those really cool whirlpool jacuzzi yeah. situations. And, and you, you go to the hot springs too. I go to the hot springs all the time. Yeah, I love soaking in the hot water whenever I can. How you feeling, Mace? I'm feeling. I never felt bad. I, I just had a cough. I just didn't want to cough on everybody. Did so. you get rid of it? I did. Okay. It's gone. Right. It's gone. A lot of Robitussin, a lot of Advil, a lot of uh, Airborne. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. It's got a very Ireland approach to it. I had I, I carpet bomb. If I get even a hint of a sniffle, <laughs> I carpet bomb it. Because if it gets in my voice, I'm, it's game zinc. over. I, yeah. Zinc is another one that I take. Well, I, remember, I was remember, told zinc Remember is good. a month ago, Trav was doing shows and his voice was demolished. Oh, yeah. His voice kept was going. great. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what is your ordinance of choice when you go carpet bombing? What do you use? Like literally everything that's on the cold and flu aisle at CVS. I don't think so. I know that. I know your reputation. That oh Oh my goodness, he's a pharmacist. John is a part-time imaginable drug known to man. So you start taking it all when you feel a little punky. A hint of anything, (laughs) I immediately start pounding airborne echinacea. Uh, Sudafed. He'll use everything. I I will. I I will attack it with a vengeance. I have a friend who's an ER. 
nurse, I guess. Yeah, an ER nurse. He calls John for some. He calls John. <laughs> for... I need some stuff. We got a patient. No, he says uh, the moment you feel anything, uh, Advil Airborne. Advil Airborne. That that was his protocol. What's so, Airborne? Is that like just a bunch of vitamin C and vitamin stuff? Vitamin C and all the vitamins in there. Supposedly it's supposed to ward off whatever, but. That's uh, a big bag. That is a serious bag. There's a lot going on. No, there. he's. And I've got more than that, too. Yeah. No. Well, you're flying chartered airplanes yeah. all the time with the team, so right. they, I, there's no way that's going through TSA, is there? No. Okay. Right. No, everything's okay. When you're taking a trip on your own dime? Less. Yeah, <laughs> but everything in that bag is can go Small through TSA. Yeah. Right, okay. but you'd have to choose. Right? Wouldn't you have to well, choose they let you bring you a, a duffel bag as full long as of medication? As long as it's small enough. Three ounces or less, yeah. and it fits into one Yeah, small they, bag. they don't have yeah. to. You know what they catch me on? He's mm. selling countrywide. So He's going everywhere. I travel with this all the time, too. Uh, tea. And oh, okay. They get, the honey? It's green tea and honey, and they oh, get me on that. Big. Yeah, that's too big. Yeah. 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 Can you make a... Can't even take honey So what is... So you're just... Bro, he hates dogs. dogs. He we'll hates get, dogs. No, yeah, it's I not true. Wanna, I, wanna, I hate dogs I, in certain no, places. No, the whole yeah. show I don't hates believe, dogs. I don't believe that you hate yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of anti-dog folks here. Also, a lot of people happened? calling St. Trav, you're spot on. We, well, we can talk yeah, about okay. it. Let's do okay. a little okay. super cross talk. So, Kirk Herbstreet brought his dog to the national championship game last night. Beautiful dog. Very cute dog. Cute dog. Looked like an adorable dog. Golden retriever, actually. Yeah. Adorable dog on a glorious night. Awesome. Well, yeah. glorious might be a stretch. <laughs> it was a football game. was in Houston. It was a football game. Yeah. Very good point. Not as glorious as, as a former resident of Houston, I can I can speak to that. I my I don't hate dogs. However, I do not want your dog, anybody's dog, in places that are not meant to have dogs. Namely, Football games, baseball games, restaurants, bars. Crypto.com arena courtside. Crypto.com <laughs> arena courtside. What about that big dog that was there? No. Right. No. Like, I'm okay. If you your dog's mace in your home, you yes. take them to the park, you play with them, you take yeah. them to the dog room, wherever it is, like places that duck. Great. Yeah. Knock yourself out. I can choose to avoid those dog environments. Can't tell you something? You're 100% right about this. Thank you. Well, I don't I, think thank you're wrong, you. I, I love dogs. I think people who bring their dogs to work are idiots. Or any place where you're not expecting to see right. a dog. I got no problem. If there was a dog running around here a little... Right. Uh, no, no, uh, you never know. Lindsay's I'm okay with that. Been to work. Yeah, I'm Chewie's okay been that. here. Chewie's been here. Um, and we, Mason and I ran right up Chewie because we like him, but I don't think Lindsay should bring Chewie to work. And by the way, when I when it's National Bring Your Dog to Work Day, I've asked every single year and everybody says no. So, so don't bring the dog. Yeah, dogs are not allowed here. Oh, my, okay. Wait, is, it, is that a? I'm like that it, somebody enforces is the that rules. like a uh, Sam Pines? It's like <laughs> that dog out of here. Dog catcher. Is Sam. that an AEG LA Live thing or is that? Just I know uh, Travis's Travis's stance on this is is the right one. You should not if a, a work environment is not the place for your dog. And I love my dog, but I'm not bringing him to work. But right. I will say though, there are restaurants that. That's, promote themselves that's as dog friendly. Fine, and yeah. I can choose to not go to that restaurant. To but there, when right. I just go to my local spot that yeah. is not saying, "Hey, bring your dogs," but when there's an outdoor pad. There's a bar I like to go to in Dan yeah. Point. Yeah. Okay, Stillwater Cafe, I like it. Outdoors, beautiful, right. great spot. There's dogs there, and this is not a dog place. But we're sitting there having drinks with friends and laughing, and all of a sudden, your dog has his snout on my. Well, that's a in dog my o- area. That's a dog owner. Problem I get it. The, the dog is actually it, snouting you. It, it's it's a problem though. You got snouted. Everybody snouted. has reached the point where, well, I want my dog with me twenty four seven, so right. I'm just going to bring it wherever. Sure, I go. Sure. No, that's not. That is my objection. Not that. 
dogs, which I just choose not to own a dog. Yeah, no. But if yeah. you, I'm not saying that we should take your dogs, Mace. No. Unless Emily went to a karaoke party at uh, one of her friends' house. She, Emily said it was an apartment, right? Yeah, pretty Where, small. Pretty small apartment, and two different people just brought their dogs with yeah, them. Yeah, I would party. not bring my dog to a That's party. That's insane to me. Yeah, because you don't know what other dog is going to be there. You don't. And know you don't if know if people dogs... are freaked out by dogs. Or if those two and dogs I didn't are ask you to bring your I'll, dog. I'll tell you another thing. There are people. Bergman's like this. I don't know if he's back there or not yet. But uh, Bergman has dogs. a Bergman likes pit bulls. Okay. And yeah. he says, pit bulls are the sweetest things Well, a lot, By the way, and Bergman is not alone. Many, many, many people love their pit bulls. Okay, but yeah. you cannot make an argument that, that some bit pit bulls are violent, which Bergman tries to make all the time. He goes, oh, they get a bad rap. No, they don't. Aaron Gordon just got bit by his own pit bull and had to miss like two weeks of Nuggets games. <laughs> it, it, you, you don't know how a dog is going to react if you put him... If you make them a fish out of water, you put them in a new situation. And if you're coming to a place of business, you shouldn't have to deal with it. So if we bring the dogs every day, they're more comfortable, <laughs> and then it's no problem. Yeah, but it will go ahead. why don't you just stay home and do the show from home? <laughs> We don't tried. get made, John. Stay out of this. <laughs> he, we he might yeah. try to do that. And like, Mason did it yesterday. That. Yeah, but I know I mean, Mason likes to be. Oh here. my god, I hated it. Yeah. I so hated. How's it. your I studio? Just, uh, it's actually it's coming around. It's right. coming around. It's got a lot of work to do. So what we did was, Ireland. Yesterday you said I live in a small apartment. I do not live in a small apartment. I live in a in a house with uh, multiple bedrooms and uh, a studio. You do not. Where is the studio? The studio is what used to be the garage. We don't park cars there. Out back. Right out back. Okay. We so by the jacuzzi into a studio to the, the other yeah exactly the other and that's where you do your podcast that's where i do my okay. podcast okay. and that's where Juan does his well he does his auditions i'll say okay yeah all that so kind of when stuff. like Juan mason's partner is an actor and when is it still i know during COVID it was like this but is it still if he's auditioning they'll say send in a video and you oh, shoot wow. it yourself Very rather than go in and is that a is that something that is a byproduct of the pandemic now that people are you do your own auditions That's basically become pretty standard that sounds now, awful is that you don't go to a casting office anymore casting director you send a self-tape in so in other mm. words to be an actor you've got to be able to direct produce light master this thing which <laughs> wow. is well, you'd be surprised wow. so if you look at a screen test from even when people go into casting offices, it's just them sitting in a chair shot, shot on a like an iPhone. Yeah, it's there's nothing to a an actual casting video. They just want to see. It. And what I think would happen in Juan's case is he sends in the tape. They like the tape. Then they when they narrow it down to like three or four right. people, then they, call then they in. bring them in. In exactly. the old days, you'd have a hunt. You'd go to an audition, line and, up in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been to a few of these. Yeah, it, there too. is nothing. Did you ever audition for a part? Oh yeah, there is yeah. nothing more demeaning than this. We're, I mean, you walk in. Thank you. We'll call. And, no, no, you walk in and there's a hundred guys dressed like you that look like you and you're like, I ain't getting this. What am I doing here? Yeah, it is such a random business. What did you audition for? Mostly it was, and then after a while I just stopped and I said, if you want to hire me, it was always like if they needed a reporter in a movie. Ah. I auditioned for Moneyball. Mm. The, you know the, who got the part? Lisa Guerrero. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. You remember she's in Moneyball? Sure. Yeah, she's sure. in the That's locker right. room. I auditioned for that. Did Was the lines that you read the lines that were in the movie? Some of them. Or close yeah, to it? Not, yeah. not exactly. But but when I went that day, it was this place in West Hollywood. It was this casting director's office, and I was one of 50 dudes in there. Did yeah. you play it? Did you audition as John Ireland, or did you get into character? Did you play a character? They didn't. They didn't ask me to okay. audition as John Ireland. No. Okay. You should have started with. I was, you know, uh, I, when I worked in San Diego, I actually went and shot. 
there was a TV show there. It, you maybe Silk Stockings. I can't oh, remember. Okay. okay. And uh, and I actually shot something as like a reporter reporting from a crime scene, and it got cut. Do you? But still I got get paid. residuals for that. No. No. Back then, it was on cable, so I don't think there okay. were residuals. You should have done your good evening A's fans. <laughs> uh, you should have done your exact thing. Well, Mason and I have told this story a bunch of times before. The Before Game 7 of the Astros-Dodgers World Series, the one the Astros won at Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. Mason and I did a voiceover for Nike, and they paid us, but it was only going to run if the Dodgers won. Oh, wow. And it would have been super cool. This was the spot. It, you see a car, a convertible down at the beach deck down by gladstones and you see just a hand turn on the radio and mason Mm -hmm. you hear mason he says mason and ireland it's a glorious morning the dodgers have finally done it for the first time since 1988 the dodgers are world series champions and then i love la comes up and the car's driving down sunset and it drives all the way down sunset and turns left on elysian park and goes into the stadium and gets out of the car, and it's Vin Scully and his wife. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, but it never ran. Yeah. Oh, Is that, that terrible? sucks. Terrible. We got paid. 1100 bucks each. <laughs> That's a nice payday, yeah, but what, a, what not, a cool spot. Only, well, this, only, is how, and, this is how much I knew Mesa would want to do this. They called us, and I said, they said, would you do this? Here's the problem. We need it recorded tomorrow morning by 10 a.m. He was in Houston. No, you were on a plane. And I called Juan. Yeah, that's and right. I went, that's right. I went, hey, I know Mace is going to want to do this. Of course. He's not going to be in a good mood. I, he goes, I'm picking him up at the airport tonight. He gets in at like 10 o'clock tonight. I go, tomorrow morning, he needs to get to the station before 10 a.m. to record this. And when I tell you what it is, he'll do it. And then when I explain it to Juan, he goes, Oh yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we met here at like nine o'clock in the morning. Did they produce the whole spot? We don't know. Oh, we okay. just did our part, and we they sent us the script, right? And because they had to have done the Vin part already, right. too. So couldn't doesn't the real spot exist, exist out there somewhere? somewhere? I don't know. They probably put it together just to I'm have sure it done. I'd love to, yeah, right? I'd love to see it. And I never saw a comparable spot from the Houston perspective even mm. though I'm sure they did it or maybe they just wanted to capitalize on the Dodgers because it was Vin and the Vin Scully of it yeah, all yeah because Houston didn't have like these so old time announcers many, many reasons to yeah. hate the Astros oh yeah but hey by the way I you know I was just looking you were talking about acting I I looked at my IMDB page I made a movie or did a movie that has never come out to the best of my knowledge called Bring Me the Head of Lance Henriksen I remember doing the scene the scenes. actor Lance Henriksen yeah the actor okay. it was uh, actor Lance Henriksen my scene was with Adrian Barbeau Oh, uh, and it was <laughs> okay, and it yeah. was a pretty significant role. Uh, and the movie, uh, when did you like shoot the movie? Done. Uh, shot in 2010, and oh, so it, it would have come out if it were show, going to come out. Does not show a release date. So oh. damn you guys. That's a, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Did you make the final cut of that? Um, movie that Max and Marcellus, it was a, one of the Sharknado movies. Did you make the final cut of no, that? No, I was in Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, okay. which uh, <laughs> I, I think, that. I mean, for my taste, Better than Sharknado. Is it, it, yeah, well, it's Max and Marcellus were doing afternoon set, and they both got killed by the shark. Oh yeah, awesome. I think Marcellus Pino, was Pino up. Got by, killed by the shark yeah, too. Mar- Marcellus was up on top of a pickup truck shooting a machine gun <laughs> at the sense. shark, and it leaped out of the water and ate him. Yes. Got him. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Ian Ziering was in that movie, and he. Did you oh. guys see the video of him last week? I sure did. He no, got attacked happened? by a sure biker did. gang no. in the middle of Beverly Hills on mini bikes, and he's with his daughter. 
and he gets out of the car. Google this. Ba- oh, basically, biker gang. Basically, like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? You're, you're. Yeah, they were and, racing and sudden, up. They were on these not even full size no, motorcycles. No, little mini bikes. And they race up to a mace on both sides of the car, and they scared his daughter. So he got out of the car and got in their face, and they tried to beat him oh up. Oh gosh! And he took. Uh, he was fighting like three guys at once, and he's like fifty-seven or fifty-eight he's years 60. old. And he he took them all on. It was like he did a good job. New Year's Eve, Beverly Hills, and and biker gang. He got it freaked out his daughter, and he took a few punches, but he totally got out of it. So have you seen this when all of a sudden? I don't know if this is the same thing, but I was downtown here and at a a corner of Olympic and Figueroa, I guess. I saw all these motorcycle guys doing wheelies through the. Yeah, that's the thing now. Is that the thing doing wheelies through the intersection? Okay, Google this. Is that who Ian Zirner? Kind of, but these weren't full size motorcycles. this, Manhattan Beach jewelry robbery. Okay? okay. So, if you ever get in Manhattan Beach where I live, there is a pier that's right in the middle of the city that everyone knows about, and it's the main drag, and there's a lot of pedestrian traffic. In the middle of the day, like two o'clock in the afternoon, five cars pull up in front of this jewelry sport. They do a smash and grab. Everybody's shooting it on their phones. Jeez. There's like tons of people yeah. there. And they do a smash and grab, get back in their cars, drive away, never caught them. Nothing. Just totally brazen. See, you know what? Just as Jeez. an aside, this is organized crime, is it not? Uh, these it smash and grabs, they're like cars coming for, it's completely, they should bust them on Rico and get everybody all the way to the top. Well, what's interesting is if you go to Beverly Hills now in the middle of the day, there are police cars parked outside oh, yeah. of the jewelry yeah. stores mm-hmm. just as a deterrent to the smash and grab sure. guys. Got to get their own security and everything. Yeah. 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 On that note. Yeah. 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 Is that, really, on that, is that yeah. the note you're going to leave it on, Traff? I mean, Have you, you ever gone streaking? This little, doesn't count just, here. Yes. Just a no, no. Little, no. Real streaking. Full, Flat, straight out streaking. Full, full no clothes. letting it no rip. Clothes no clothes at all. No? No. Somebody offered me 100 bucks. Oh, God. I was Anything at a, for 100 bucks. I know. I was, at a, uh, I was at a bar in La Jolla. It was at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So it's dark. They said- if you go down to the end of that cove, take off all your clothes and swim naked and run to your car, I'll give you $100. So I did it. And this was before cell phones, and it was the easiest $100 I ever made. I was going to say, at night and from the surf to your car? Yeah, and they like were all watching me yards? from the perch up there, and I just went, easy money. UVA has easy a spot. Then I, then I bought the whole table drinks with the money. I thought he was like, went to Taco Bell. UVA That's has probably a gone spot to where they're doing it, I guess, all the time. Where yeah. is UVA. Where Emwood School. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, they, 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 I don't know UCLA if they finally the outlawed thing. the Undy Run. Yeah, yeah, I think they oh, did. Oh, there's no yeah. more Undy Run? I think they finally put the clamps it on it. It feels because like that's something they would have shut down. They always yeah. have Naked Day at Venice Beach. Yeah, how yeah. is that? Uh, it's women protesting for the right to be topless, and, oh. the, and women march up and down the- And uh, I, for one, support their cause. And all the guys are like, <laughs> absolutely. Topless women I stand with the women. Much better way to end it with that. Super Crosswalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about.